What is up guys? It is Quinn here back with another video and over the last few weeks, few days, you know, we've been seeing a few players really start to rise in the rankings, you know, whether they're later round guys who are jumping up full rounds or maybe they're going earlier on in drafts, but they're moving up, you know, half a round, a few slots. You know, if you're going at the top two rounds and you're moving up three, four draft positions, that's pretty significant in terms of ADP. So I'm going to talk through five players who are rising up draft boards and then kind of go through whether or not I think this is fair and whether or not I think you guys should be taking them at their new prices. So let's just jump right into the first player. And this is going to be Alvin Kamara. And I actually talked about Alvin Kamara in a video where I was going through players rising up my ranks. So now we've seen Alvin Kamara move up to around an early second round pick. Earlier on in the offseason, he was going maybe mid-third round, 2-3 turn. We obviously had the uh, uncertainty with his suspension. We didn't know if he'd be missing time, all of that stuff. As we're getting closer and closer to the season, it seems less and less likely that he will get suspended. So now he's moving up to you know an early second-round pick. In my rankings, he is my RB7, number 12 overall. So I actually think this is very fair. I think if you're getting him at the 1-2 turn, at this point, with what we know about his suspension, I definitely think you're getting a very strong value. Like I talked about in my other video, you know, his court date keeps getting pushed farther and farther back. We've seen, you know, some of the big time NFL reporters come out, talk about how it seems unlikely that he does get suspended this season. And for fantasy, that's really all I need to know. There's obviously a certain amount of risk drafting him because I guess potentially, you know, you're getting into midseason, maybe something progresses and he gets hit with a suspension. That does seem like it's not super likely, and so there is some risk, but in my opinion, like if Kamara had no suspension, no legal issues at all, he would be going as a mid-first round pick. So if you're getting him one-two turn early to mid-second round, I just feel like that's a risk that I'm willing to take. Kamara is just locked in as a fantasy stud. In his five NFL seasons, he has finished between 17.8 and 25.2 PPR points per game. So as you know, his worst season. 17.8 points per game. Typically, that's a mid to high end RB1 option. You know, he was still a mid tier RB1 last year with just a brutal supporting cast. We have Jameis Winston coming back. The offensive line is going to be healthier, more weapons around him, take some pressure off of Kamara. So I really love Kamara at this new price. He's someone I'm definitely going to be targeting in the early second round. And so I think, you know, this new adjustment is definitely fair. This next player has probably been on the biggest rise, and that is Damian Pierce. He's all the way up to running back 24 on underdog. Maybe in some of your home leagues, you know, more casual leagues, maybe, you know, people haven't caught on. Maybe he's not going that high, but I could also see someone in your league, you know, hopping online, doing some research. They hear about Damian Pierce and how all of a sudden they want to reach, draft him in round six, you know, round five. I could totally see that happening. Right now, he's going more around the seventh round. I think that overall ADP is fair. For me, I do not have him at RB24. I have him more in that like 26, 27, 28 range. But in terms of like a seventh round value, I think that's a fair price to pay for Damian Pierce. It totally seems like he has locked down the early down roll in this offense. Marlon Mack was cut. I think we're going to see Damian Harris first, second down, probably in the red zone also. The issue right now that I think is capping his ceiling would be the receiving role. Right now, that looks like it's going to go to Rex Burkhead. But I mean, the upside is there because Burkhead is a 32-year-old running back. He was never a top athlete. You know, he's torn his ACL in the past. So it's not like he's had this, you know, clean bill of health, you know, just a super durable running back. So I think it's totally possible Damian Pierce overtakes Burkhead throughout the season. 
You know, he had a pass catching role at Florida in college, caught 17 passes in 2020, caught 19 in 2021. So right now, Damian Pierce already has a set role, is probably going to be startable on a week-to-week basis. And then, you know, maybe we're getting into midseason and maybe he just takes over a full three-down workload. And then you're probably getting a steal with him in the seventh round. Even on a bad Texans offense, I still think this is a spot where he can produce and be, you know, a solid, maybe, you know, he's a solid flex play, or maybe he's an RB2 on a team where you pounded wide receiver, elite quarterback, elite tight end. Really, I think, you know, no matter how you're structuring your team, Damian Pierce can be a solid weapon on there. Now on to the third player rising in the ranks. We have Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup is someone I have been very high on all offseason long. I feel like people were kind of throwing him away just because of that ACL injury. You know, we saw Jalen Tolbert going ahead of him at one point, and he just kind of kept getting buried in the uh, wide receiver rankings. Right now, he's coming off the board as the wide receiver 57 on underdog. So you're still basically, you know, getting him on your team as your number five. And if he's injured, you could also toss him, you know, on the IR spot, depending on how your league settings are. But he was not placed on the pup list heading into the season. That means he made the 53-man roster. That's good news, you know, for his return timetable. Jerry Jones came out and said that if week one was the Super Bowl, Michael Gallup would be playing. So basically what he means by that is that Michael Gallup can play, you know, if it was a super important game, but they're kind of playing, you know, the long game here. They don't want to rush him back, and then maybe he suffers a setback, isn't ready. So it looks like if he could play week one, Maybe they rest him week one, week two, maybe even week three. But I would expect him to be back in the first quarter of the season early on in 2022 here. And so I think he should firmly be drafted as the Cowboys' second wide receiver. I don't think Jalen Tolbert should be drafted ahead of him at this point. If we're getting Michael Gallup back early on in the season, he should definitely be the number two there. And if we look back, the last time that Michael Gallup was the number two wide receiver on his offense— He finished as the wide receiver 18 in points per game. That was before the Cowboys drafted uh, C.D. Lamb. So he was playing behind Amari Cooper. Obviously, I'm not expecting that type of finish coming off the ACL. Likely isn't going to be, you know, 100% of the same guy. But I still think Michael Gallup is someone who you should be snagging as your wide receiver five. If you're getting him as your number five wide receiver, I think you're, you know, doing yourself a great service. And now on to another wide receiver. We've got Isaiah McKenzie. And McKenzie is someone who's probably going to fly under the radar in most casual leagues, your home leagues, you know, you're playing with guys from the office, whatever it is, they're probably not going to be super aware of who Isaiah McKenzie is. On underdog, he's being drafted as the wide receiver 61. So maybe even, you know, in your normal drafts, he's someone on waivers, but whether or not you're in position to draft him, Isaiah McKenzie is definitely a name you should know, you know, even if he's not on a roster, he's someone you should be looking at off of waivers maybe as a big week one, someone to just keep your eye on at this point, because right now Isaiah McKenzie is beating out Jamison Crowder for the slot role. You've got Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and then Isaiah McKenzie in the slot. This is a role where we saw Cole Beasley be very productive from over the last few years. In his three seasons with the Bills, he had 10 plus points per game in all three of those seasons, and then he had 13.8 PPR points per game in 2020. That was his best season. It's not insane production, but I mean, 13.8 points per game, that's someone you can toss in your flex. And, you know, he did it pretty consistently with volume. You know, so if you're in a PPR league, probably a decently high floor. But I think the reason why McKenzie is super exciting is that when we look at the games that Cole Beasley missed, 
I mean, McKenzie just balled out. So Beasley missed one game in 2020 and 2021. I know this is a small sample size, but it's just something to be a little bit excited about. So in 2020, Cole Beasley missed week 17. That means McKenzie steps in. He plays that Cole Beasley role, catches six passes for 65 yards, two touchdowns, and 24 and a half PPR points. Then in 2021, Cole Beasley misses week 16. McKenzie catches 11 passes for 125 yards and a touchdown, 29.4 PPR points. It's not bad when in the last two years you've had two starts and you scored 29.4 and 24.5 points. So he clearly has at least a little bit of talent here. You know, he's going to be plugging into that role. So I'm not saying he's going to be doing that on a consistent basis. He's not going to be the next, you know, elite slot weapon. But like I said at the beginning, just someone to watch. Maybe in a deeper league, he's your last wide receiver. You know, maybe you have a deep bench, whatever it is, you snag him. Or just someone you have to have your eye on, because I'm guessing the more casual, you know, fantasy football player probably doesn't even know that this guy exists. And now on to the fifth and final player who is rising up draft boards. It is Michael Carter. So, you know, I think people were pretty high on Michael Carter after the 2021 season. He was someone, he was, I mean, the best running back on the Jets, at least for fantasy. He was someone, you know, who gave you flex value in RB2 play later on in the season. And, you know, it looked like he was going to be the guy. Then we go into the NFL draft. The Jets spend top draft capital on Brees Hall, and it kind of looks like Michael Carter is being left for dead. So he kind of falls into this back end of the uh, handcuff range. That's where he's being drafted now on most platforms. Potentially, if you're in a more casual league, this maybe is a spot where one of your league mates remembers him from last year. It's like, oh, this guy was decent and snags him earlier than he should be picked. But I think, you know, he's typically going to be going behind your Alexander Madisons, your Rashad Whites, those players. And I think that's fair, but I also think he should be more in the bottom of that tier as opposed to being, you know, way behind those players. Because right now, Michael Carter is slotted in to be the running back one. Everyone was making a huge deal about this, you know, for Brees Hall. I am still very, very in on Brees Hall. This is not a situation where I'm like, oh, Carter's going to be the guy the entire season. Brees Hall is done. You know, don't draft him. I'm still in on Brees Hall, but I also think Michael Carter is a decent player to, you know, throw a late round draft pick on because the running back one on any team should be owned. I do not think he's going to hold on to this role the entire season. Let me just throw that out there. I think Brees Hall is going to overtake him. I think early on, it might be a 55-45 split with Michael Carter leading. He has the NFL experience, but I think eventually Brees Hall will likely beat him out. But I still think this is a spot where early on in the season, maybe in bigger leagues, Carter could be someone you throw into the flex. And then once he starts to lose work, or I guess if he starts to lose work, then he turns into a decent handcuff option behind Brees Hall. So I just think Carter should be going more in that, you know, back end of those top handcuff range, as opposed to going, you know, by the Ty Davis prices and these players who are in more ambiguous situations and haven't locked down that, uh, you know, handcuff role in their offenses. So those are five players rising up the ranks. You know, basically, I feel like I'm in on all of them. You know, talked about Kamara. I've liked his price. Then we had Damian Pierce. I think it's a fair price for him. Gallup, I've been in on for a while. And then McKenzie, Carter, just kind of players to keep your eyes on. So those are the guys. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comment section. I think I have one more video before I start getting into week one content. I believe I'm going to be going through, you know, early season strategy you know, how to operate maybe trades, stuff like that. 
just kind of some overall tips. I feel like a lot of people are kind of into their drafts, already have their teams, or, you know, I feel like I've put out enough content where if you are drafting this weekend, you have enough to kind of go through. And then I'll start jumping into the week one stuff, you know, get a head start on some start sits, all of that. I feel like people are kind of really gearing up. They're ready to go. They want to, you know, set the rosters, all of this. So stay tuned for all of that. Uh, Thank you guys for stopping by. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed, and I'll see you in the next one.